I want you to know that we have been fighting to make it clear that Israel is a racist state, that the Palestinian people deserve self-determination and autonomy, that the dream that the dream of a two-state solution is slipping away from us. That was Democrat Congresswoman, racist, anti-Semite, anti-American, anti-Western, mainstream typical Democrat Premila Jayapal. That was in July of this year in Chicago at a radical left-wing extremist confab called Netroots. Netroots. She's an extremist. By the way, you may recall, and then again you may not, that Rashida Tlaib, a radical extremist, Democrat, anti-Semite, genocidal lunatic, mainstream Democrat, it was discovered in her office. There was a map of the world, and she put a sticky note over it, over the nation of Israel, and uh, wrote Palestine on it. They're not on the side of Western civilization. They're not on the side of the United States. They're not on the side of Israel. They are radicals. They are extremists. And uh, and also, honestly, the I was just sharing the the statements from these these absolute radicals in the Congress. They're Democrats. They're anti-Israel. They're they're supporting the genocidal lunatics as they murder more Jews than have been murdered in a single day since the Holocaust, World War II, Adolf Hitler and his Socialist Workers Party. Uh, And you've got Democrats who are attacking Israel and the United States because that's what they do. They're not on our side. And when you see the likes of Rashida Tlaib and Cori Bush, mainstream heroes of the news media, They are, and you know, they go around calling people Nazis if you want lower taxes or to control your border. Um, Honestly, they've got more in common with the Nazis. This is an extraordinary, extraordinary thing. Now, let's go back to the telephones. Enough of me. Let's go back to, uh, let's go back to Stephen, who's calling in from Jerusalem, which is the capital of Israel, uh, even though a lot of Democrats don't recognize it to be. And President Trump moved our embassy to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv. And uh, the Democrats were against that, too. They uh, honestly, war through weakness, peace through strength. The Democrats represent weakness, fecklessness, spinelessness. They're anti-us. They're anti-our allies. And in the end, they, the left, is a threat to Western civilization. Now, let's go back to Stephen calling from Jerusalem. Uh, Stephen, thank you very much for hanging in there, my friend. I appreciate your, your calling in. I, I appreciate your hanging in there as well. Now, you were just describing thank the you. situation there. You live in Jerusalem. Um, you're describing it as uh, yeah. the mood in, in Jerusalem is like September 11th plus one day. Um, the, all the reservists being called up. The men in your neighborhood have disappeared. There was a big holiday and these... These uh, huts were sent set up, and they should have been taken down by now, but they're not. And you realize that's because all the men are gone to go defend the country against this genocidal attack by murderous lunatics that are being funded and uh, and assisted by Iran, 
Uh, but Hamas and the Islamic Jihad in the south and now Hezbollah in the north out of Lebanon, also backed and funded by Iran. Um, and boy, the Democrat Party is just not on the side of Israel, are they, Stephen? You know, I got to tell you something about the Democratic Party. And the big experiment of Oslo did not work, and they know it, okay? And, I, and they blew it. They blew it. Let's go back to Oslo for a minute, and I'll, I'll try and be really brief. If it would have worked, they, if they, instead of burning down a turnkey agricultural money-making machine, economic powerhouse, they could have taken the keys, turned it on, and turned the Gaza Strip into an economic powerhouse instead of a, uh, uh, instead of a terror hotbed. Now, let's say if they did that. I don't want to give them the formula because it's way too late down. If they did that, then what, did they, what would the world have said? If they would have said later on, OK, we want a Palestinian state. We want a shared capital of Jerusalem. Look, we made a, We have investment from Intel, Microsoft. No, we're not going to buy guns and try and kill Jewish babies and children and rape their women. OK, but they blew it. So they didn't blow it. This is their M.O. This is from Iran. This is what they want. They want the elimination of the Jewish state. And that's their own at whatever cost. There is no there is no there, there's no discrimination against Anyone, whatever is in their way, whatever, if they sacrifice their own, they hide under their under under their under their under the schools, their mosques. We're not going around bombing mosques. We're going around surgically taking out and what's going on now, surgically taking out their institutions. Okay, why are you blowing up a university? Well, because you have your command center in their in their audiovisual department. Okay, that's why, because your meeting rooms are there. We're not going to level Al Jazeera's broadcasting facility because Al Jazeera's broadcasting. We're, we're, we're going to level it because there's a Hamas office under there, and they're directing all of this. Right. It's very surgically technical. They're not, they're not targeting any children. They're not targeting it's the most who, – whoever says, empty the building, we're going to knock it down. You have 10 minutes to empty the building. Anyway, I'll stop there and let you breathe. No, no, well, <laughs> no and you mentioned the Oslo Accords, the Bill Clinton Middle East um, effort, and uh, – I was actually at the White House on that day that um, the things were signed. And, and uh, the Gaza, which is uh, more than 140 square miles, the Gaza Strip, which means it's much more than uh, twice as big as Washington, D.C., for example, right? And there was right. a, an Israeli on the television this morning saying, you know, they could have turned it into Singapore. They could have turned it into Tel Aviv, but instead they turn it into hell because it is their nature. And let me tell you this, uh, Stephen, the front page of the Washington Post, the banner headline is, Israel declares war against Hamas. And there's a giant photograph, uh, top center of the front page of the A section of the Washington Post today, of a collapsed building. And the caption is, a building destroyed in an Israeli airstrike with smoke continuing to rise. Now, this is in Gaza, and it's a building we've seen on the news again and again, hit three times by a, a very precise uh, 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 Israeli airstrike. And I was talking to my best girl about it this morning, and I said, well, I mean, look at the precision of this. Three, three bombs, the building collapses. That is doubtless Hamas's main headquarters, or certainly one of their headquarters. And the front page of the Washington Post, you'd think that Israel is the bad guy here. You honestly would. Then there's a picture of a, a Palestinian family flees a day after Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who they hate because he's strong and pro-Western, 
told Gaza residents to leave now. And then there's one picture of a silhouette, uh, a silhouette of an Israeli running through a doorway. And it says, Israelis run to take cover. But uh, you'd think that, that Israel just out of the blue started a war against uh, the Gaza and the Palestinians based on the Washington Post front page because that's a bunch of Democrats too, Stephen. Who takes a two-year-old and their mother hostage? Who does that? You know, when I see when I see Palestinian kids, when I see Arab kids in Jerusalem, and you know, and and we coexist. Believe me, we coexist. We, we do. You want to see coexistence? Come to my gym, okay? But who who would harm a two-year-old? Who would put that fear in a five-year-old? Who would take that in a war zone and drag them over the border and blindfold them? Well, what is this? This is what we're dealing with. And, and, and Iran's calling us a cancer? You've got to be kidding me. Right. Yeah. Like, who does this? Well, I, I understand. Into, and, and, you know, in Vietnam, how many people rescued Vietnamese vets? Whatever went on there. I don't know. I was a little kid. But, you know, we didn't go kill babies. They, they rescued babies. Right. Now, you grew up in the United States? I grew up in the United States in Maryland, yeah. Maryland. Uh, and... Yeah. Um, and you, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a devoted listener. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> well, that's great, and I'm very glad that you called in. I'm, uh, I'm glad you know that my best girl and I we were in Israel a couple few years ago, and we, we were in Jerusalem. We got to stay at the King David, great, great thing, and the, and the old city days and days in the old city, and uh, a, uh, a truly remarkable city. And and Israel is an amazing country. We stayed in Tel Aviv for days also, and and the beach and the. You know the restaurants and the cafes and the patios, and it's just uh, it's wonderful. It is civilization. It's and then you know you're surrounded. You know you're Fort Apache, and and you're in the middle of uh, Indian territory, and um, and here they come again, man. And let me let me tell you, let me I'm gonna play, and then I, I I'm gonna let you go, Stephen, unless you have something else you want. But I want you to hear this from New York City yesterday. New York City, uh, the anti-Israel pro death cult. Chance in Times Square. From the river to the sea. From the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. Palestine will be free. From the river to the sea. From the river to the sea. Now you know that you know that chant. It's the River Jordan to the Mediterranean yeah, yeah. Sea. They're going to push the Jews into the yeah, sea and yeah. wipe out the state of Israel. You know, 25 years ago, when they were talking about peace, well, I don't know, more than 25 years ago, a friend of mine says, he goes, you know, how do you negotiate with somebody that says, hi, I'm here to stand and negotiate a two-state solution, but I want you to know right away, I want to kill you, you and your family. So now what do you want to talk about? Right. And that's what it is. Yeah. That is it. There will be, there will be, and, and any hope for a Palestinian state, this got crushed. Are you kidding me? This was our whole thing. Because what? They're going to go and democratically elect Hamas. That it can't happen because right. they're a terrorist state, right? And, and and it needs to be squashed now. And I have a feeling this is a game changer, just like nine eleven was a game changer. How many people don't what what, what are they uh, the TSA pre-check? Okay, well you don't have to take off your shoes. Everybody else has to take off their shoes. That was a big game changer from nine eleven. This is a big game changer, and you know I I, I I hope and pray and that I feel confident that we will be successful because the stakes are very 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 high. Yes, they are. And thank you very much for giving me the time to to, to get back. And you're welcome to call me back. Your 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 screen has got my number, so I'm here. Anyway, thank you very much, and uh, 
you know, everybody, you know, please uh, support Israel and support us with your uh, prayers and support. And we, we definitely appreciate that. It's very, very important. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you very much. Um, I support civilization. And I don't support uh, genocidal savagery. Blood-drenched genocidal savagery, which is what radical Islam is all about. From Iran to the Gaza to Afghanistan to lower Manhattan to the Pentagon to Shanksville and on and on and on and on. Uh, Stephen, thank you very much. Let's get to uh, some audio here. Let's go to... Uh, Let's go to uh, uh, Yilad Ardan. Uh, Yilad Ardan is Israel's ambassador to the United Nations, and uh, he was on the television yesterday um, speaking from and at the United Nations, and this is, this is a, a, a man to be taken seriously, the Israeli ambassador to the United Nations yesterday at the United Nations, Gilad Erdan. Israel suffered an unprecedented attack and the number of casualties is catastrophic. Truly unfathomable. Over the past two days, following Hamas's surprise attack on Israel, my country has suffered hundreds of fatalities. Yesterday, in the early morning of the Jewish Sabbath and on a Jewish holiday, Savage Hamas terrorists fired thousands of rockets into Israel. But this was only the beginning. But this was only the beginning. The ambassador from the United Nations. As rockets rained down indiscriminately upon Israeli towns and cities, hundreds of Hamas terrorists infiltrated Israel and began a barbaric pogrom. A barbaric pogrom of unparalleled magnitude. And it is still underway, um, a, uh, you know, Nazi Soviet style uh, massacre. Um, and, and they are stealing children, including babies, and taking them hostage, little girls. They're homes where they killed the adults, where they murdered the adults and stole the children. The natural urge would be to blacken the skies with B-52s and kill every last one of them. You know, natural urge. You know, Joe Biden's diabolical and sinister plan to introduce the digital dollar, you know, replace the U.S. dollar, it's already underway, and it's very important to understand the potential consequences here because, you know, they tell us it's all in our best interest, but that's not true. And time is of the essence when it comes to getting smart on this subject. You want to protect yourself, your savings, your retirement, your family. You can help protect your savings from the risks of the digital dollar and Joe Biden's scheme by diversifying with IRAs in gold and silver, precious metals. You get started by calling the experts at American Alternative Assets. Call them today at 888-4-GOLD-20, 888-446-5320. They'll give you all the guidance you need on safeguarding your retirement savings. Say no to Joe Biden's digital dollar. Call 888-4-GOLD-20. Individual results may vary. Those never guarantee that past performance gold and silver will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah. 
Joe Biden, President of the United States. How's it going so far, everybody? Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. You know, it's always uh, great to be in America and insulated from the madness of the world. That's really not as true as it once was. September 11th thought to make that clear, and there are lots of other radical Islamic jihadi attacks on Christmas parties in California and gay nightclubs in Florida. And, and, um, you know, of course, now we got the Democrats committing suicide attacks, too, against the police and and against uh, Republican members of the House of Representatives and the Senate. Pay no attention to that. Had a Democrat self-immolate at the Supreme Court on Earth Day last year because he objected to people putting smoke in the air. So naturally, he set himself on fire. And the Democrats are uh, just out of their minds. I've got to say this. Congresswoman Cori Bush, who is with the terrorists, just say it like it is, says... You know, she's heartbroken by the violence in Palestine, she says, and Israel. Mourn the over 250 Israeli and 230 Palestinian lives. Well, you know, one group of people are the aggressors, and they're attacking. Uh, In World War II, I didn't mourn the loss of 230 Nazis that were killed in a bombing uh, when we were at war with the Nazis. And these people have a great deal in common with the Nazis, and the Democrats are naturally on their side. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Yeah, and here she is. Our immediate focus must be on saving lives. Well, you do that by stopping the aggressor. But our ultimate focus must be on a just and lasting peace. Uh, We've had that several times, but they keep attacking and murdering everybody and stealing babies and decapitating people, reports of multiple decapitations at the hands of the troglodytes there, and ensure safety for everyone in the region. Well, as soon as the aggressors stop attacking, there will be safety for everyone in the region. I think we know who those aggressors are. Violations of human rights do not justify more violations of human rights. That's a a very third-grade analysis. Thank you, Congresswoman Cori Bush. And a military response will only exacerbate the suffering of Palestinians and Israelis alike. Yeah, well, they should stop butchering people and murdering everyone and promising the total destruction of the state of Israel, which just wants to live in peace and allows everyone to live in peace. You have Muslims and Jews and Christians and atheists living in peace. Is that your goal? Sure. 
A part of achieving a just and lasting peace, she says, we must do our part to stop this violence and trauma by ending U.S. government support for Israeli military occupation and apartheid. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. <laughs> I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's yeah, safe. I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Well, we're apparently experiencing some technical difficulties here today. Um, We are told by a, a number of people that have called in that when we came back at the top of the hour with our friend Stephen calling from Jerusalem in Israel that uh, somehow there was a technical override and uh, portion of the interview was cut off, of our conversation was cut off. And um, I'd uh, Michael uh, points out, and it's true, the entire interview, uh, unimpeded, uninterrupted, will be on our podcast, which we post shortly after the, the completion of the show. Uh, hour one, hour two, hour three. That was coming back for hour two. Stephen was also on at the end of hour one. He hung in um, through the news break. And then some kind of crazy technical uh, thing kicked in. And then just a few minutes ago, this is entirely Michael Piercy's fault. This is you know, not a technical thing that's mysterious. Uh, it's my fault, too. I was reading the, uh, the Corey Bush statement, and Michael was so enthralled by my presentation of the statement that he was looking over here and not at the clock, and he looked up and said, hey, we just ran out the clock back there. But um, he finds me so fascinating and enthralling that he, he was mesmerized by me, and he couldn't, uh, couldn't stop uh, staring at me with fondness in his eyes. I wish you'd stop that. You know, let's all remember normal, okay? like our T-shirts and coffee mugs at the Chris Plant store with Remember Normal on them. Yeah, so Cori Bush, in her statement, is uh, she's anti-Israel and pro-terrorists. She's pro-radical Islamic terrorist, Cori Bush is. She's pro-murder, and uh, she loves war because she's a leftist. And the leftists, you know, they bring murder and uh, mayhem everywhere they go. That's who they are. But Cory Bush wrote, as part of achieving a just and lasting peace, we must do our part to stop this violence and trauma by ending U.S. government support for Israeli military occupation and apartheid. That means for Israel. She's a genocidal Jew hater. She's a genocidal anti-Semite. She's a mainstream Democrat. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So that she's got to end U.S. government support for the Israeli military occupation and apartheid. That means for Israel, right? She is a lunatic. She wrote, I am continuing to closely monitor the situation like a Stasi agent. And my office, the word office is uh, is capitalized, is ready to support residents of the first district with family members and loved ones in the region 
Now, that's very nice, but you see, she is a genocidal racist and anti-Israel, pro-Hamas, radical Islamic terrorist, genocidal death cult, Hamas. She's pro-Hamas. See, that's the, uh, that's the thing about her. All right, now let's, uh, now let's go. I, I, I've got to say, we, um, we get more great calls um, than any radio show. I'm just going to say it like that. And with that, let's go to, let's go to Pete calling from Stafford, Virginia, who is a retired FBI agent that has investigated Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran <laughs> and uh, spent a career doing that. Uh, Pete, thanks for calling in. Oh, hey, Chris. How are you? Hey. Uh, actually, this is the first time we've talked since the cruise, right? I don't think I've called in since the cruise, but had a great time on See, the, you on come on our sea cruises. These are the kind of people you hang out with, too. It's, uh, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. in intelligence community, career FBI, uh, Americans, pro-Americans on our sea cruises. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Pete. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of a sad uh, alumnus of the FBI, but we'll talk about that later on. But uh, one of the things I noticed um, is the administration's reaction to this so far. And in the Wall Street Journal this morning, which is, I don't know if it's much better than the Washington Post anymore, but the administration said that there's no evidence that Iran had uh, anything to do with this. And I, I'm thinking, what? Here we go again with the no evidence uh, uh you know, uh, like, like Hunter Biden it, and the laptop. There's no yeah. evidence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but you know, the thing is, is that Hezbollah and Hamas never make a move without the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, uh, Islamic Revolutionary Guard, Quds Force approval. Um, I mean, Hezbollah is on the border right now. Hamas has already done what they've done, and, and your your uh, your caller Stephen, I think, covered all that pretty well. But we're also, you know, if you take a look at what's the, the larger picture here, which really concerns me, is the fact that you know that Russia and China are also behind this. I mean, it's very coincidental with the fact that we've got the war in Ukraine, and then all of a sudden now they're diverting attention. Iran, which is really probably one of the most cowardly regimes in the world, always uses proxies. They never get involved directly. And so they always use Hamas, Hezbollah. Uh, the, all of the Iraqi uh, 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 militias uh, to do their dirty work for them, and they're doing it again here. But the worst part is that they're now – how is it that Hamas is, a, is, is now using ISIS tactics? You know, any sympathy that anybody would have had for the Palestinians at this point, which I have, um, it kind of goes out the window. When, you know, when the tactics they're using here, where they're, they're, they're machine-gunning families, they're, 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 they're kidnapping people, I mean, it's just – it's beyond any type of a military operation. Babies again, and children. You saw the group of women at a bus stop that were mowed down and yeah. were uh, left in pools of blood because they just wanted to murder all the women that were in a bus stop, which is a war crime yeah. if anybody's paying attention. Uh, which is the, which is what the 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 IRGC specifically and the Quds Force, which is their overseas kind of special forces uh, group, um, they always have other. Uh, they always have their proxies do all of this for them, which you, you see this in Syria, you see this in Lebanon, you see it in Iraq, you see it in Yemen. Um, and they, they're, they're, they're going to be, let's put it this way, I think that we're going to have to do something about Iran. Um, the interesting thing is, too, is the connection between Iran and China and Russia, which we already kind of know because of, of Ukraine. But Iran has been laundering, in Hezbollah, uh, they, they laundered their money through China. 
Uh, I've seen that for years uh, looking at SARS, especially, you know, so you know what those are. Um, so they're, they're, those two countries are behind this as well. Um, and I think this is a diversion, but what a horrendous diversion. Yeah, the, um, yeah there's suspicious activity reports from the Treasury Department, which uh, you know the, the Biden family has more than 150 of those, including money out of millions of dollars out of, out of uh, uh, Russia and Ukraine, of course, and uh, where Romania and one of the stands, I always forget which stand it is, that uh, the Biden family is laundering money out of millions out of China. And we've got a news media that just goes you know, on their merry way and cheats on their spouses and, and their expense reports and their taxes. And, and uh, by the way, Pete, there's, uh, I haven't even gotten to this. Here's a headline from the independent out of the UK, Hamas paragliders descend on Israeli music festival. As people flee massacre, they pulled 260 bodies, dead Israelis from a music festival and doubtless Americans as well. We have at least nine Americans murdered last time I looked up and an unknown number of Americans taken hostage by the troglodytes a matter of days after Joe Biden gave Iran $6 billion for five hostages, $1.2 billion per hostage. And uh, now they're, uh, the Islamists are taking hostages. 260 bodies, dead people murdered uh, Hamas attack on a music festival, uh, and this is normal. And our and our news media and the Democrats and, and honestly, Pete, you mentioned the uh, the Biden administration's response today, which is we don't have anything to do with this. We didn't. There's no evidence that they're using the six billion dollars that we freed up for them to. <laughs> no, but they've got another six billion available to them, and. And look what happened literally days later, less than a month later. So it's it's literally days later. And, uh, you know, the Democrat Party, honestly, Pete, it is peace through strength and this through weakness, war in Europe, war in the Middle East. And you're right, all the bad guys are in bed together, Iran and Hamas and Hezbollah and uh, the Islamic Jihad organizations, of course, but than Putin and the communist Chinese. You know, this is the axis of evil. And in the end, their ultimate target is the United States, America, uh, freedom, capitalism. And uh, and the Democrat Party is their most important ally. If, if you take a look at where does Hezbollah get all of its money from? They get about a, almost a billion dollars a year. It's probably come down a little bit lately, but almost a billion dollars a year from Iran. So where does Iran get the money to give that money then to Hezbollah and then a lesser amount to Hamas? Well, let me, uh, let you me, know, that's a lot of money. Uh, it, it is, even but, even for a terrorist group. Well, finish, Pete. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to say that, you know, I spent years tracking that money, and a lot of it's coming through the U.S., which also kind of concerns me quite a bit. Hezbollah has a, no, a lot of cells here in the U.S. Hamas has a lot of people here, but oh, historically they they just they're making money here and they're sending it out, right? But Hezbollah, they, they, there are people, and this has been in the paper, so I can say this out loud, but there, there, were, there were Hezbollah operatives here in the U.S. that were stockpiling ammonium nitrate. What does that tell you? Yeah. So if we do, we do. I mean, you know, the thing is, we've, the, the government, you know, lately we've diverted a lot of attention to China, which we need to do, but we can walk and chew gum at the same time. I've been, I, I was screaming for years, we got to still pay attention to Iran. We still got to pay attention to Hezbollah. We still got to pay attention to the IRGC. 
And then it's like, well, you know, we're, we're trying to make friends with Iran, and it's really not that important. It's like, okay, well, here we go. You, know, you take your eye off the ball, um, and this is what happens. Well, but Pete, I am concerned what might happen here in the U.S. Yeah, you bet. And the ammonium nitrate uh, is uh, typically used in the hands of such individuals for very large explosive devices. Now, in 2018, Pete, you may remember, the headline from the Reuters news agency was Trump cuts more than 200 million in U.S. aid to Palestinians, right? President Trump, because, you know, they elected a terrorist army, Hamas, to be their civilian leadership. And President Trump said, we're not going to fund Hamas with hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars. Over the years, since 1953, the U.S. has given more than $6 billion to the Palestinians, and they keep doing the wrong thing again and again. Now, again, President Trump, 2018, cut more than $200 million U.S. taxpayer dollars going to the Palestinians. Well, guess what Joe Biden did when he came in? He reinstituted, reinstated U.S. money going to the Palestinians in the hands of Hamas because they allegedly democratically elected a radical Islamic terrorist jihadi group called Hamas to be their civilian leadership. But Joe Biden said, hey, you know, we're going to give that money back to the Palestinians because we're not on our own side is basically what that comes down to. And now the Democratic Socialists, this is yesterday, Democratic Socialists mark in New York, march in New York City to support Palestinians in wake of Hamas terrorist attack on Israel. Now, this is, you know, Democratic Socialists, that's Bernie Sanders, that's the mainstream of the Democrat Party at this point. The New York Democratic Socialists of America are rallying in Times Square to celebrate the terrorist attacks and kidnappings in Israel, in which Hamas Islamist militants slaughtered hundreds of innocent Israeli civilians and IDF soldiers, including decapitations and massacres of women and massacres of children and kidnappings of children and babies after killing their parents. Uh, and this is, you know, what's going on today. Now, the the Democrat Party is not on our side. I don't know. I've been saying this for years, but they really are not on our side. And the money thing is gigantic, right? That the, uh, Joe Biden and Barack Obama, for that matter, funding the Ayatollahs, Joe Biden funding Hamas with our taxpayer dollars. And now the left, here you go, uh, dozens of Harvard student groups blame Israel for being attacked. This is... This is today's news. Harvard Palestine Solidarity Group blamed Israel solely for Hamas attacks killing 700 civilians. So far, the biggest massacre of Jews since the Holocaust of World War II and the Socialist Workers' Party. 700 Israelis killed. Nobody knows how many Americans. 2,300 were wounded. And over 300 Palestinian people, including children, martyred. I like the use of the word martyred. That's... uh, you know, it's just extraordinary. And this group of of Harvard organizations have issued a scathing statement blaming the Jews, blaming Israel for their own massacre. It's quite extraordinary. Dozens of Harvard student groups. And the list is too long at Harvard of, of the groups. The African-American Resistance Organization signed on to it at Harvard. Amnesty International at Harvard, right? Bengali Association 
Indian, presumably, the Harvard Act on a Dream, Harvard Arab Medical and Dental Association. I don't think I'd trust them with your medical care. Harvard Chan Muslim Student Association. Now, so you got in the Harvard Islamic Society. Is there a cultural jihad going on here? Honestly, this is pretty extraordinary stuff. Um, neighbor Program, Cambridge, the Sikhs, the Society of Arab Students. How many different damn Arab groups do you have at one college for crying out loud? Good God, the Bangladesh uh, Harvard Kennedy School Bangladesh group. And they've all signed on to an anti-Israel pro-terrorist organization. I would start deportations before lunchtime. But that's me. That's uh, that's what I would do. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, you know, Chris, I, I, Chris, ideology trumps all, to keep it very simple. It's all it is. It's ideology. I mean, you know, you can have whatever sympathy you can have for the Palestinian people, which, like I said, I, I do. But yeah. how can you, ju- no matter how much sympathy you have for them, how can you justify this? Well, and when your leaders are the leaders of Hamas and you've been allowed to have an election and you have this beautiful waterfront property on the Gaza that any normal group of people would turn into a paradise, they turn it into a beep hole and murder everybody. Uh, you know, for God's sake, it's worse than Chicago. Thank you, Pete. Good to hear your voice. Hey, do you have stinky odors in your home that you've tried but you just can't get rid of? Well, now you can get rid of any stinky odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. The thunderstorm gets rid of strong odors from cooking, cigarette smoke, litter boxes. Even leftists are no match for the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Thunderstorm starts working in a matter of seconds to clear any room of any odor, and there are no expensive filters to have to mail away for and replace again and again. You can hold a thunderstorm in your hand like this. I'm holding my hand up. More than 350,000 units already sold thousands of five-star reviews online. You can find them yourself. Works like a champ. And this week, I've got a great deal for you to get your own thunderstorms because right now you can save $200 when you buy three Eden Pure thunderstorms for whole home protection. That's three units for under $200. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com and enter the discount code CHRIS, C-H-R-I-S. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS. Plus, because you hang with me, you get free shipping. And that's real good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pete, FBI, counter-terror, Chris Plant, Sea Cruise. I don't know if there's any room left on next year's Sea Cruise, but you can still give it a shot. All right, more on uh, the jihadis and their supporters in the Democrat Party and the media coming up. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but... Are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen. You know, the, uh, I have all these great old sayings, and it, it turns out they're, they're, they're mine. They're my, they're my old sayings, you know. You know, if, uh, 
If the Islamists laid down their arms, there would be peace. If the Israelis laid down their arms, there would be genocide. And another uh, saying of mine, you know, only the bad guys of the world need fear the wrath of the United States of America. But if the bad guys of the world do not fear the wrath of the United States of America, then the bad guys of the world will have nothing to fear. And today, the bad guys of the world have nothing to fear because of Joe Biden. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 